Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. I have a tape recorder here in my hand. Now, nobody would think of doing that. The newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. You know, uh, even more so than the stale fruitcake on the side table in any newsroom is the tradition of assigning a year-ender, or two or three or ten, to various members of the staff. And what you'll hear on this episode of the News Vault is an example of exactly that, dating back to the end of 1957, beginning of 1958. First, a quick reminder that if you like our podcast, we'd love you to like it and review it online, wherever you can. Also, make others aware of it. If you haven't already subscribed, that's the first step. But also, please pass the word along to those who may have an interest in the Bay Area, or history, or broadcasting, or any or all of the above. We appreciate your backing. So, let's go to this episode. It is a KCBS radio broadcast known as Remember 1957 California Politics. It was anchored by Don Mosley. It aired on December 29, 1957 and January 1st, 1958. Don Mosley, you may already know, was a long-serving KCBS employee. He actually began his service to CBS News before CBS owned the radio station that would have its call letters changed from KQW to KCBS in 1949. Anyway, at the time of this broadcast, Don Mosley sums up the year's developments in California politics, including the announcement by State Attorney General Pat Brown that he would seek the governor's office in the 1958 election. Now, when he won that race, Pat Brown launched the dynasty that saw either he or his son Jerry hold the governor's office for 24 of the next 60 years. This 1958 campaign season, about to begin at the time of this broadcast, was also notable because an announced challenge to incumbent Republican Governor Goodwin Knight by Republican Senator William Nolan resulted in Knight declining to seek re-election, Instead, he ran for Nolan's U.S. Senate seat, and they both lost. Now back to the end of 1957, beginning of 1958, for Don Mosley's year-ender. Though the charges and countercharges flew thick and fast during the Un-American Activities Committee hearings, they were in time to become tame in comparison to the heated controversy generated by California politics. through the form, California politics were as zany and unpredictable as ever. In the technical sense, 1957 wasn't to be a big year in politics. The real battle was expected during the 1958 primary and general election campaign. But California's politicos jumped the gun. And as a result, the preliminaries may prove to be more exciting than the main event. Although the Democrats and Republicans occasionally fired at each other, most of the political fireworks was within the party. And though there's been some dissension within the ranks of the Democrats, California's Republicans provided most of the news with their family squabbles. 
KCBS News recorded the events as they occurred, and we hear them again now in that same order. It all started quietly enough in San Francisco when Governor Goodwin Knight made this announcement on August the 19th. I shall be a candidate to succeed myself as Governor of California. This announcement, I am sure, will come as no surprise to the general public. However, there have been some who either believed I had other plans or who hoped to induce me to change my plans to suit their own purposes. I am making this early announcement several months in advance of the time when I intend to launch my campaign to resolve any doubts concerning my intentions and to clear away some of the uncertainty and confusion now clouding the California political scene. No candidate should be pressed by his political advisors to seek the governorship of California for temporary use as an interim stepping stone to any other office. I don't believe my own position needs any further clarification in that regard, but so that there may be no slightest doubt I want to make this unqualified commitment to the voters of California. I am not now seeking national office of any kind, either by election or appointment, and I have no intention of seeking any federal office while serving as governor. A little more than a month later, San Francisco's Mayor George Christopher threw his hat into the U.S. Senate race. The full realization of the tremendous responsibilities attached to the high office of United States Senator and with a deep sense of uh, humility and gratitude that so many of our citizens have expressed their confidence in my qualifications, I do now hereby declare myself to be a candidate for the office of United States Senator. And on October 3rd, William Noland, who'd previously said he would not succeed himself in the United States Senate, then made this announcement in Sacramento. I shall be a candidate for governor in 1958. During the course of the coming months, I shall continue to discuss frankly the issues which I believe to be of importance to this state and this nation. It is not my expectation that all Californians will agree with every policy I propose or the details of each program I may present. However, they will know where I stand and why I stand there. The Republicans were taking the biggest share of the headlines with their hat-in-the-ring announcements. But by the end of October, after repeated urging by his own party leaders, California's top Democrat made this announcement. The voice is that of State Attorney General Edmund Pat Brown. I shall be a candidate for governor of California in 1958. I intend to base my campaign on the need for leadership for California. I shall seek to provide leadership that looks forward, not backwards, and is founded on my faith in the Democratic Party and the Democratic philosophy. I shall seek to provide understanding leadership for all Californians, leadership that unites and harmonizes, not divides and disrupts our state. I shall seek to provide leadership with a total commitment to the needs of our people for four full, vigorous years ahead. I believe there is need for compelling new vigor and new vision. And I submit that the people of California are entitled to better opportunity than the present Republican alternatives of a confused and wavering incumbent deserted by his own party and a reactionary who views the state's highest office as only a pawn in presidential power politics. For my part, 
I believe California is entitled to leadership dedicated to proving that the state itself can be a vigorous and progressive unit in American society. But the Republicans soon took back the political spotlight with reports that Governor Knight was being pressured to withdraw from the governor's race. Top GOP spokesmen denied any pressure on Governor Knight. Among them, gubernatorial candidate Nolan. If the reports relative to Governor Knight withdrawing from the contest for governor are correct, the action has been taken by him on his own initiative. There have been no commitments, directly or indirectly, on my part or that of any of my campaign representatives to support Governor Knight for any other office, elective or appointive. Regardless of what Governor Knight finally determines to do, we shall still give the Republican and Democratic voters a choice between the Attorney General and myself. Senator Nolan, one question. There has been considerable comment here in the Bay Area in the past few days concerning the possibility that Governor Knight was being offered a federal post. Have you heard such rumors in our capital? I have heard uh, no authentic information relative to that matter, and my only information is what I have read in the papers like anyone else. But the reports persisted that Governor Knight was withdrawing from the governor's race and would run instead for U.S. Senator from California. Early in November, senatorial candidate Christopher returned home from a trip to Europe and after a warm reception in San Francisco, made his position clear. Oh, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I don't uh, know how to begin coming back home after traveling about the world for about a month. Let me assure all of you tonight and let me say to you, to the people of the state of California, that I am determined unequivocally, emphatically, without any swerving to one side or the other, to pursue the course that I announced several months ago, that I am in the senatorial race to stay. A week after Mr. Christopher returned home and said he was in the Senate race to stay, Governor Knight returned from vacation and was in a jovial mood as he arrived at San Francisco Airport. <laughs> I said I had a good rest on my vacation. I feel as fit as a fiddle, and I do, and I've set the flu bug at rest. And I'm eager to get back to business in Sacramento. My desk is piled high, so they tell me, and I'm anxious to go to work. Turn around, Virginia, that's great. <laughs> now I'm going to take off my coat. I'm not going to be able to make any speaking engagements for a while because I'm not going to have much time to indulge in politics. My good friends, I'm afraid, will have to be doing that for me, and they're here. How are you, George Mann? <laughs> oh, golly Moses. Then on a serious note, Mr. Knight said that indeed he had withdrawn from the governor's race and was in the Senate contest, but strongly denied that any deal had been made. My decision to retire from the governorship race and to run for the Senate, as I stated, in Washington, was entirely my own, and there was no deal of any kind involved. The very word deal is repugnant to me. 
I have never discussed the matter at any time with Senator Nolan or with anyone purporting to act as his representative, and no sinister influence of any kind was brought to bear upon me by party leaders or others. But Knight's fellow Republican, George Christopher, was less than elated by the turn of events, and he exploded a political bombshell when he told KCBS News that Mr. Knight had promised to stay out of the senatorial race. Mr. Christopher said Governor Knight had given his pledge several times in public and on three distinct occasions in private. The first time was over the telephone when he called me from Sacramento. Present in the office when I received this call was my executive secretary, Mr. J. Joseph Allen. The second time was on the SS Hoover when the American president lines were sponsoring a luncheon in honor of former President Hoover. And the third occasion was in September on the platform in Golden Gate Park during the I Am an American Day celebration. I was sitting next to Mrs. Knight and next to Mr. Knight. I leaned toward Mr. Knight and put the question to him once again. Mr. Knight was rather indignant that I should uh, question him again on, on this matter. Mr. Knight certainly did give me his word, but I want to say at this time that I am not concerned with his candidacy. I am only surprised that Mr. Knight would now deny that these conversations took place. And so go the California political wars. As the smoke clears, Republican Noland and Democrat Brown will face the voters in the gubernatorial race. In the muddled Senate race, Knight and Christopher appear headed to a showdown on the Republican side, while for the Democrats, University of California professor Peter Odegaard and Los Angeles Councilman Kenneth Hahn have announced for the Senate, with a third hat in the ring expected to be that of Congressman Claire Engel. Whatever further political battles develop between the present time and the spring primary, California's voters possess the most potent weapon of all, the secret ballot. You are listening to Remember 1957, a review of the top events of the year reported as they happen by KCBS News and Sports reporters on the scene. This program is a public service presentation of KCBS Radio, AM and FM in San Francisco. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.